0: Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind.
1: My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan.
0: Right, let's get into it. This show, of course, is all about our money, what we're doing to save money and what we're doing to grow our wealth. And often we talk about investing as a means to securing our future and growing our savings pocket. There's a whole range of investments out there. Today, we're exploring the JSE. How do we start investing in our very own local market? And Paul Ledwaba, the head of marketing at the JSE joins me this evening. A very good evening to you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time.
1: A very good evening to you and the listeners.
0: So, for someone considering an investment, why would you tell them to come to the JSE?
1: Um, without even just convincing them about, uh, why they should be investing on the JSE is just to actually indicate to them how the JSE operates. I think what is important is to understand what products are listed on the JSE, what products they are available to invest on and what is really of essential importance is for them to understand how these products work so that they do not fall prey to some of the scams that are out there in terms of investing now what we know about the JSE is that it's a venue that you find companies listing their shares or listing their their equities on that uh, without using the jargon of the market Uh, essentially you find a company that is saying i need capital to actually grow the business now in growing the business they can either go to the bank or loan the money from the bank or they can actually issue out of the company or of shares to shareholders with the hope that as and when they make profit in the future, they will be able to pay the profits in the form of dividends to the shareholders. So that is a very um, uh, interesting or a, a, a system that has been used since a long time ago. You can date it back to the establishment of the city of Johannesburg, uh, as and when you had the mining companies being formed in Johannesburg, where those who had money wanted to have an organization where they can actually borrow the money to the companies that were willing, or the people who were willing to actually go and dig and actually um, uh, build their businesses, which are the mines, but they needed the capital, and mm-hmm. those who have the capital can actually invest now in nowadays what is in what is available to us is that you can actually buy the shares or um what I call pieces of those companies and participate as a shareholder of that company. And most of these companies are the companies that we know that we interact with on a daily basis, where we buy our groceries, where we use our telecoms, uh, meaning our cell phones, those are companies that are listed on the stock exchange.
0: This is uh, something that we always talk about. You know, you may feel like you are not invested, but we are actually through pensions, through retirement savings. These companies are listed on the JSE. So as, as you explain, you know, companies that want to raise capital list on the JSE, and people can buy those shares. And of course, when you become a public company, when you become a listed company, you also have to meet a whole lot of requirements. What you cannot control, though, is how that company does. How then do you explain to somebody that feels like, this is my hard-earned money, I want to put it into this company, but there's no guarantee that this company is actually going to do well and pay me back the dividends?
1: So if anything else, the year 2020 has taught us one big lesson, that there's nothing that is guaranteed. We don't know what is going to happen. And in those learnings, we also know that a, an investment into a business is also a, a, a chance that you will make money. But you stack up the chance with the odds of actually making money if there is any um, uh, evidence that will show you that there is an indication that this company is doing well. So, what you find on the stock exchange is that there is a rule book that actually ensures that these, these companies adhere to the rules to make sure that there is enough disclosure to anybody who would be interested in investing in that company. So if anything else, there is a, a level of disclosure in you understanding who's running the business, in you understanding how the business has been run because are, there is a requirement for the financial statements to be publicized. To everybody. Mm-hmm. It is public information, it is not hidden. So, it, with that level of disclosure, it gives you a bit of confidence that says that at least I do have the visibility of what is happening in the company. And uh, most importantly, one of the things that is unique about a company that is. Uh, listed on the stock exchange is that if there's any changes in the leadership, if there's any changes in the interest of the leadership in buying shares or selling shares of that company, they need to disclose those transactions to the market because those are transactions or information that might be material for people to make decisions whether they want to stay uh, with that company, uh, invested in that company or not. So what it does is that The level of guarantee is not that, but it gives you a certain level of information that will give you enough data for you to be able to make the decisions.
0: Afropolitans, I'm talking to Empor Ledwaba. He's the head of marketing at the JSC, and we're talking about investing on the local market. We're trying to find out all the information that you need to have at your, you know, at your fingertips before you make a decision to get into the market. Please give us a call if you have any questions for Empor. The number is zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Empor, just for you know for to have a good understanding of why it's important to invest in one's market. Are there any good comparisons? Um, South Africans, we know, are not, there's not many. We we don't have a very active society when it comes to the JSE, right? But in other countries, can you offer some comparisons for us on how active populations are with their own stock market? Yeah.
1: So one of the things that we know that... Is actually a benchmark for us is that we have looked at the likes of the market of Australia, mm-hmm. where though it's not a good example in terms of being in the south and being Africa down under, but what we know is that it's got the highest level of individuals who are invested on the stock market. Uh, and one of the main reasons and the drivers for that was that the country uh, went through a cycle where most of their uh, state-owned entities were actually listed or floated onto the market and when that happened there was a drive that actually went around the country teaching people what is a share how do you invest and so on so if anything that is a fundamental uh, pillar that we're trying to do in south africa at scale is to actually educate people on how the market works So one other market that is doing very well in that phase is uh, the Canadian market, where uh, the ordinary man on the street is invested on a number of companies. And the Canadian history is based on them also having a mining uh, uh, industry, where you find that a lot of people were interested in actually uh, putting their investment in these mining entities that actually gave them some great returns. Uh, but also of nowadays you find that a lot of these companies that are coming into the market in Canada as well as in the United States Are also these tech companies where everybody else is talking about the tech companies that you know your Google's your Apple and so on and with that people have got invested interest in understanding how these new economies and how these products or how these companies are growing at a rapid pace and they are invested in those companies because they can see the returns that are coming back Now, we also have some great uh, companies that have been in South Africa that have actually expanded globally as well as also in the continent where those are real great stories about companies that have been homegrown has grown into other markets and have actually made some good returns where you've actually seen a lot of money coming from Europe where people are actually looking for assets or companies to invest in, in South Africa because we do have those companies that are actually showing growth or they are well run and they are also world class in terms of showing off what we can do and a lot of those companies are the brands that we know that we use on a daily basis uh, unfortunately, I can't can be calling names because mm-hmm. then I will be I will be um, I will be accused of favoring other shares over the others. So um, I, I'm gagged from actually speaking about which companies to to invest in, and maybe to your listeners, if your calls in, uh, I cannot give advice on which companies to invest in.
0: <laughs> I think, um, I, yeah, no, the, fair point. But I think what it is what is important is if anyone wants to know, I mean. The JSC, I mean, just the information on how should you start, how to go about doing it. And I know the JSC has, over the last few years, have been running campaigns, have been doing road shows, also to educate people across the country on getting listed in the market, having owning something in the market. So tell me about that. When you go out on these road shows, when you talk to people, I mean, What do you say to them? What is a good starting point? If, even for Afropolitans listening now, if they'd like to start investing in the JSE, what would be a good starting point for them?
1: Yeah. For the Afropolitans what we've got is, and some of the drives that we've done previously, we've realized that we can't reach everybody. Mm-hmm. And we, we have been to uh, state halls, we've been to some conventions, uh, and we've gone to as far as Richards Bay, we've gone as far as Draghi and everywhere else. But the challenge that we find is that how do we reach the people and how do we actually give them the education or the information that they require? Now, uh, what we know is that people gain that confidence over time because they need to understand what they're actually investing in. So we have done, availed ourselves with some uh, electronic mediums and given the lockdown right now, uh, these are the places where you can actually go you know, in onto our website or even go into some of the uh, stock exchange games that we've got uh, regularly available for the public at low cost where you just re- uh, register and then you are given a, a simulation of what the market is doing. And you are given a virtual one million rents to actually test what you can do with the knowledge that you get from the system. Uh, what we also have on the system is we do have some learning modules where it is video-based. You can also download some uh, white papers that are on that system and you can actually read up about how to invest on the stock market. Now, what we know is that a lot of people think that this is new information. Uh, Unfortunately, with our education system is that this information has already been there, but we never saw it into the practical sense. Mm. So for those that have done business economics, those that have done even history and even in some parts accounting, to a greater degree, uh, a lot of that information is sitting in those books, but we we went through that education just to get to our final exams, and we've never taken that education mm-hmm. into practical senses. Now, what we try to do in these roadshows is actually practicalize and give people the history and say, uh, let's look at this company, let's look at the share price, and how would you have made money? Uh, if that share was growing at that rate, uh, how would you have made money uh, getting dividends from those shares? But one of the things that we start is also just uh, giving people the advice to actually seek somebody who can be handhold them and guide them in terms of let us open an account. Because one of the basic things to understand is you cannot go to the jersey and say, I would like to open an account. Mm. Uh, You actually need to find a stock broker or a broker and that broker will actually open an account and in most cases you can ask the broker to actually uh, make the decisions on which companies to invest in and also to give you the information in terms of how to invest on the stock market and those are the professionals by law also required to actually give you that advice in terms of your investment chain.
0: I think it is very daunting for somebody, uh, you know, as you point out, uh, it's there in the textbooks, but it's only the people that have a bit of know-how, the economists, you know, people in business, people that are involved in some way with the market that they are investing. But for the average person out there that doesn't have that kind of information, um, it is very daunting. It's firstly, I mean, you you talk about the simulation. This is quite important because people don't know how to actually go about doing it. But I think what we've also, we've progressed in, in a lot of ways. I mean, we have other platforms, whereas if you don't want to go through a broker because, you know, you also have the issue of who's, who's going to steal your money or, you know, is this person legit? Am I making the right decisions? I'm not generalizing. I'm saying it's not everybody that's doing that, but people are afraid to. To do this um, you have platforms like Easy Equities where you can actually play around with it you can go into the JSC and do that simulation exercise the other issue that a lot of people had is that they felt like you needed a whole lot of money in order to get there and the perception out there is that you if you were rich you were wealthy then you would invest in the market and this I think was the biggest misconception of all
1: and I think the, 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 that is also fear of talking about investing. Yes. There is also that fear of we we don't talk about our finances uh, because we always uh, look down on our finances and we say we don't have enough. But the reality is that if you look at some of the great examples of some of the men that have actually made it, and I just say men because I'm looking at uh, the likes of the. The guys that have made billions from the stock exchange—they uh, will tell you that they started with a few uh, rand dollars, and they started putting, uh, buying a few shares, and over time that money started multiplying. As yes, actually, that money started working for them. Mm. One of the biggest things that most probably you need to be fair with is one of the—I would say—the advantages of actually going into the market is time. So, you need to actually go in with a a, a long a, 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 a outlook in terms of how I would like to invest now, and maybe 10 years down the line, then I'll start seeing the fruits of that. Now, the reality that we have seen also when we simulate and we look back in terms of how the market has. Uh, has done over the years, we realized that those people who stuck their money in the market for a very long time, mm. those are the people that are actually are getting their returns in the long term. And the the whole notion of you need to be having a million rands, uh, and, and this is maybe one of the things that we dispel as we have this virtual million rands on this trading platform that we've got, and we're saying that there are some products where you can start as little as 250 per month. Or maybe let's put it into a, a practical term, there are some products that it will cost you maybe money that you could have bought a bottle of whiskey mm-hmm. and you could have actually entered into the market. So those are some of the practical examples that we actually say to people, if you set aside this type of money for this period, uh, imagine what you could have done, looking back at how the market has actually performed. So I think we need to start having those conversations, real conversations about our attitude and our behavior with regards to money. And we, we need to start thinking about how do we start to get the money to work for us mm. and also not think about the JSE as only secluded for a few. Yeah. Because in one way or the other, we find ourselves being invested in the bank, but we don't even want to ask those questions. Mm. You've got a pension fund, but you don't participate when you get in those uh, feedback forms from the the trustees as well as for the from the fund managers. You don't ask the questions, but it is actually your money that is invested in the market.
0: I think this is very important information, and I think the most important thing for us to do is just start. As you say, there are products for as little as two hundred and fifty rand. You can actually start. You know, there was a saying. There's a saying that always goes with the markets: whatever goes up must come down. But if you give it enough time, whatever goes down must come up again. So it's also a time game. You need to understand that you need um, patience when you're in the market. And Paul, thank you very much for your time this evening. That was very uh, insightful. And I think at a later stage, we need to get you on just to go through all the specific products um, that you are offering and maybe talk a little bit more about the history of the JSC for our Afropolitans. Thank you so much for your time. And Paul Ledwaba, the Head of Marketing at the
1: my Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan.
0: Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.